This is the Huey Alert Podcast with Craig and Shelley Huey, bringing you the tools to transform our nation and culture, the intersection of faith and politics. Hi, this is Craig Huey of Huey Alert. So glad you're with us on this podcast. And we're again at the National Religious Broadcasters. And helping me uh, uh, for this interview is Pastor Jeffrey Reed. And we're excited because we have... Uh, from uh, from the Christian community, what I would call one of the premier uh, researchers and uh, and really uh, experts on trends in uh, in uh, religion, Christianity, the church, Phil Cook. Well, thank you, Craig. That's a very nice introduction. I appreciate it. Well, Phil uh, <laughs> followed your work for many years. You're very kind, uh, and you do some great work and great research and. You've written a book. Yes. And actually many books. <laughs> and, uh, and I can't help it. <laughs> and, and one of the books that you read that really caught my attention is Maximize Your Influence, How to Make Digital Media Work for the, Your Church. Yes, absolutely. Your church. Yes, yes. It's, uh, you know, media is the language of the culture today. Yes. And I really believe if we're not speaking that language and doing it well, we're just going to continue to be marginalized as Christians. It's what, wow. I think it's one of the reasons we're not making a greater impact. So I have a real passion to help church leaders in particular and ministry leaders use it to magnify their message, amplify their message, get it out there beyond their four walls or their yes. sanctuary in a much more effective way. That is awesome because I totally track and I'm going to ask you some questions Oh yeah, about let's have that. fun. Okay. So, so we have an audience sitting back saying, Lord, what can I do? Yes. They're saying... I'd like to help spread the gospel. Sure. Or I'd like to help my church be more active. Yes. I would like to draw more people into my church. I would like to be able to have my pastor have a more vibrant ministry. Yes. Can they do this? Absolutely. You know, I wrote the book during the pandemic because so many pastors, you know, before the pandemic, so many pastors would tell me, Phil, I don't mind live streaming my services, but that's not real ministry. Right. Well, let me tell you, when churches were locked down, they changed their tune fast. (laughs) They just didn't know what to do. Right. So I started getting on Zoom and doing training sessions with groups all over the world. And um, I wrote the book out of that so they would have a manual for everything they needed to know about websites, social media, video, even how to preach and teach to a digital generation. Yes. And it's all in there. So it's a great book for a pastor, executive pastor to have on their desk. Let me, this is Jeffrey speaking. Let me ask you this. Yes. So why, why did it take COVID to wake pastors up to, to that, that possibility? It's a great and, question. And how can you... I know many churches that have continued it, even though they don't need to. So I thought yes. that's good. But why is it? Do you think that, that it took COVID to make that happen? It's interesting that you know Bible te- Bible colleges, seminaries are great at teaching pastors how to preach, yeah. how to teach, how to lead a church. They're terrible at teaching them how to communicate that message, particularly through media. So most guys, and I work with churches of you know thousand, five thousand, ten thousand member churches. And even in those huge churches, many times the pastor has no clue about the website, about our social media. They'll hire people, but they don't really understand how it works and why I'm doing this. And so it's interesting how few people really get it, how few leaders in the church get it. And so I I just, I'm on a crusade to get the word out. Wow. That's amazing. So let's talk about the church. Okay. Um, Let's say the church Mm -hmm. uh, has been around for a while. Okay. Uh, the pastor is kind of used to doing what sure. he's doing. Uh, might, probably is on YouTube with his right. Sunday morning service okay. or something like that. 
what else can the church do? Well, you know, it's interesting. I start at the website. The website is really the basis, the hub for everything you do. And here's the thing that pastors don't get. Your website is not for your church members. They they know who the pa- awesome. they, they know where the church is located. <laughs> they know who the pastor is. They, they know what that. time services start. If I'm checking out a church, what's the first oh, thing I go to? Absolutely, church members will never visit your website, but I can guarantee you that 99.9 percent of new visitors yes. will check you out online before absolutely. you before they come. So here's the deal: if that's the thing that tips them over to decide to visit your church. Yes. Man, it ought to be the best thing you do. Thank so you. your website should be, the question I would ask is, what can you put on your church website that would be so compelling mm. to make me as a visitor want to come and show up on Sunday? Wow. That's what I would focus on with a website, and that's that's the place to start. That is awesome. So so foundational yes. is the website. Yep. Then, then we start looking at social media. Yes. Uh, you know, and, and the thing is, it's not just about the church social media. It's about your personal social media. Right. And, and most pastors, most churches I work with, the pastor's social media following is much bigger than the churches. So they, they want people like to follow people. They don't yes. necessarily want to follow a building or a church right. or a hospital or something like that. They like to follow people. So I encourage pastors to be more active, engage with people. It's a powerful tool for connecting with your church members from Sunday to Sunday. Yes. And, uh, you know, during the pandemic, I was out there telling pastors, go live on Instagram, go live on Facebook. Right. Just a short conversation with yeah. people. And what we're finding is it's time to stop just using social media to promote your church right. and start using it to actually minister to people. You, know, you can pray with Thank people, you. you can reach out to people, you Thank can start you. conversations. Sometimes we forget social media is social. Well, here's the thing. When you're talking about people on yeah. Facebook or Instagram, on Twitter, right. on any of the things, they're not looking for a church. Exactly. They're looking for something that's in their self-interest. Yes. Something that piques their curiosity. That's very good. Something that is mm-hmm. of interest to them. If, if they're lonely, if they're distressed, yes. that's their number one thing. If they, if they have kids and they're worried about the kids, that's their number one thing. And the pastor's got answers so on that. So true. That's so true. Dealing with practical, everyday aspects of life, what the Bible says about it, it's amazing the conversations you can start. And I've seen pastors. Here's the other thing, Craig. Yes. When people respond to you on social media, go back and talk to those people. Respond to them. So many pastors I know will post something on Facebook or Instagram or Twitter and they just walk away. Oh, wow. And in Hollywood, where I live and work, yes. The influencers that have millions of followers, right. they never post anything unless they have 30 or 40 minutes to sit back and just wait and see what people, yeah. how people respond because wow. they want to talk to those people. Yeah, That's how you build a huge following. Wow. So, yeah, there's a real art to it, but it's just about being social, being practical, talking to people about everyday things. You don't have to invite them to church every time. Uh, in fact, I'll tell you this, this, this sounds kind of cheesy, but I had a pastor call me the other day. He said, Phil, I know you've har- harped on me about responding to people who respond to my posts. He said, I've never done it, but the other day, a lady responded to a thing I did on Facebook. I, I, I said something from the Bible on Facebook. A lady asked me a question about it. Right. I really felt led, maybe I should respond, so I did. He said, to my shock, she showed up in church on Sunday. Mm -hmm. And he said, to my shock, at the end of the service, she came forward and accepted Christ. He said, but to my shock, on Monday, I got a report that she'd been killed in an auto accident. Oh my God. And he said, I don't want to over-spiritualize it or make it sound cheesy or corny, but what if I'd never reached out to that man? Yes. So we don't, you know, we can't reach out to everybody all day long. We have things we have to do. But the truth is, try to engage people. You just never know where it could lead. That's so powerful. Jeffrey, 
from a pastor's perspective and looking at what he just said about engaging and being on uh, on different social media what what would a pastor say because they're they're not used to doing that well you're exactly right. They're not trained for that. Most of them don't right. have a mark. I know some pastors with a marketing background, and they, yeah. they have yeah, great they websites. They may not preach very well, <laughs> but uh, but uh, they have great-looking websites. And I think the pushback from pastors comes from sometimes it's a good place. Like they, they might believe in personal discipleship, right. sitting yep. down with someone. Right. And so they may not understand how you can still influence people yes. uh, digitally. Yeah. But, but you said it. They have to be ready to do yes. that. If you post something... Uh, you would just appear distant. Yeah. Uh, there's another facet of that: it, pastors um, are afraid of looking worldly, mm. which is a which is a good a good uh, interesting apprehension to have. But they have taken it so far that they really don't want to be a part of anything that reflects or resembles the world because we're called to yeah. be in the world, not of it. So they're afraid this will look like I'm of the world, right. which, it, which honestly, a lot of pastors are of the world and yeah. have huge followings and they don't present the gospel right. they're, they're very shallow we call it a, a mile wide and an inch uh, a mile wide and an inch deep true and yeah. their churches are like that too to some extent so how can you convince a pastor it could be a small country church pastor yeah this might be a really valuable tool for you how do you get that pastor over the edge like you, you really should try something just try a little bit at a time where would you have them start and what would you have them do as far well as said. making their church look well said you know n- number one understand that different social media platforms reach different audiences yes. different kinds of people yes. Twitter is yeah. largely leaders yeah. political stuff yeah. goes on there a lot of sports right. uh, Instagram is more visual people it, it, yeah. people really love it um, Facebook is family and friends yes. right. I, I'll say something on Twitter or Instagram it goes great I'll say the same thing on Facebook and it drops like right. a brick right. so it's I, I know I have to fashion what I'm doing to the audience I want to reach so that's that's an important aspect of it but the truth is pastors you know dip your toe in the water you're exactly right just give it a shot try it out the apostle paul used the technology of his day which is roman roads to build the foundation yes, of the early church exactly and this obscure wow. monk yes. in the 1500s that nobody had ever heard of named yes. martin luther latched onto the printing press and became the most popular author in the known yes. world at the time yeah so for it, us you remember the pushback oh well you don't remember of course but but i've read about <laughs> the, push, that the pushback from like the printing press being the devil's instrument yeah <laughs> yeah, yeah. So, so it's we have those pop up every couple centuries like yeah. you can't use that it's not of god yes yes i remember at the turn of the last century the american bible society in new york owned seven state-of-the-art steam-driven printing press yes. more than any secular yeah. company in New York <laughs> they were they were the leader they were pioneering right. out there and look at the impact they had so I just think that you know technology obviously there's things to be concerned about with social media TikTok, right. and all the things that are going on with that there's a lot of concerns however if we don't use it for the gospel something else is going to fill that vacuum and I Thank think you. we need to embrace it oh, that's awesome so your book maximize your influence yes now that book does that address the issue that Jeff Ab- brought up about what, what, Absolutely. what should a pastor do and Absolutely. Say? And here's the interesting thing. It's written for a pastor. It's written not written for a professional. It's not yes. written for a social media person yes. or an expert technology right, person. Right, right. It's written for a pastor or ministry leader in their language yes. to really help them understand how this works. So you don't have to do your own posting. You don't have to do all the technical work. Somebody on your team can help you with that or get a high school kid from your church. Yes. <laughs> but this will give you the reasons why I should do it and the kind of stuff I should be putting out it, there. So your story really takes it to the ultimate outcome if you really help follow what you're saying. Yes, true, true. Um, uh, Salvation. Yes. And and so 
do you get into uh, actual marketing, buying ads, or anything like that in your book? I don't go too deep into that. That's okay. kind of a different level. That's a different level. But I'll tell you, the impact is just overwhelming. I know a pastor in, before the pandemic, yes. we worked with a lot of churches on their live streaming. We've been doing it for decades. Right. And I have three or four churches that we've worked with that are literally making a third of their final in, financial income just from their live stream audience. And that was wait, before wait, wait. the pandemic. You need, you need to back up on this. Okay, okay. <laughs> you got the, yeah. the ears of the church leadership. Uh-huh. Everybody who goes to a church is better listen up. <laughs> and the pastor yes. listen to this. So yeah. how are you able to generate uh, contributions, donations. Absolutely. Great question. Online. Here's the key. Treat the online audience just the same as you treat your live audience. Okay. Pastors, it's not about hanging up a camera off the balcony rail. Right. It's about getting a camera down there where I can see you and I can get in a close-up. Right. Um, I have pastors, I've trained some pastors that during the praise and worship portion of the service, they'll walk off to the side of the stage and look at a camera right in the yes. eye and say, hey, I'm Pastor Phil. I'm t- going to be preaching today on forgiveness. I'm so glad you came and yeah. joined us. I'm thrilled you're here just make them feel like they're a legitimate part of the congregation and guess what when they feel like they're a part of the congregation they feel like they should support it wow and so it's not that difficult but too many pastors treat their their live stream audience as a second class yes yeah and they don't understand that that can be a very (laughs) powerful effective audience out there and supportive because people love you for whatever reason they just aren't in the building. Yeah. You know, on, on that, I, I was on staff at a mega church in Texas. We were, you know, probably 7,500 on Sundays. And I remember I was the one that integrated in the video system. And they, they, had, they just basically had church. And all of a sudden, we have iMag. We have, uh, you know, six, seven cameras. Wow. We had to train our pastors to look at the cameras. Yes. Because they basically, we would get, we get, you know, tweets, hey, or not tweets, but phone calls and emails. Yeah. We feel like we're being ignored or we're not in the room when I can't be there. At a, it's not as enjoyable. Mm-hmm. So we actually trained them to look at the camera Good for you. More that's great. Then you look at the audience because when you're in the audience, you can't the, tell. The pastor might look at you occasionally. Yeah, he's probably not. Right. He's scanning the room, but but we we train them to look at the camera most of the time, and it immediately immediately changed. It complaints almost went away, and people were much more receptive because they felt like they were there, much more engaged, even though they weren't. Very wow. good, very good, good for you. So, I'm going to encourage everyone to get Phil's book, Maximize Your Influence: How to Make Digital Media Work for Your Church. Phil, how can I get that book? You get it on Amazon. You can get it on my website at philcook.com. By the way, I'm cook with an E, so it's P-H-I-L-C-O-O-K-E.com. Right. Um, But any any online bookstore, you can get it. It's easy to find, and I'd encourage people to go check it out. That is so awesome. And so I'm encouraging everyone to get it. And uh, as listeners know, I I have my book, Integrated Multi-Channel Marketing, from the paid advertising side. Phil is from the mobilization there you go good and, and, and it's we're a team a, it's an absolute <laughs> must that's so, awesome um everyone um get that book and uh jeffrey i i think that uh unless you have one last question we should thank bill and yeah well I, can i pray for you please love because, it. because every single person that is is leading in any way as a target a bigger target than if yeah. you were just just a believer at large and True. there should be no believers at large every believer should be engaged but you've taken an extra special step so can we pray for Praise. you right. God we thank you so much for Phil's ministry and I pray that his impact would be great but even more than that pray for his own heart his own walk that they would be protected because that can jeopardize everything else I pray for his strength in walking with you that he would keep his eyes on you and that he would continue to be able to help pastors keep their eyes on you and focused on what it is and uh, his ability to convince pastors that 
that, um, that there are other ways to reach people for the gospel and to look at the things um, of their church through the non-believers' eyes. They might have a greater impact on them and an understanding of how to reach them. Thank you for your message that you've given us, and I pray that we would all be diligent in delivering it as clearly as possible to the people we serve. It's in your name that we pray. Amen. Amen. Thank you, Phil. Thank you, Thank Jeffrey. You. And everyone, thanks for listening in. Be with us next week, and we'll be glad to uh, have another great guest like, like we have here with Phil. All right. God bless you all. Bye. Thanks for joining us this week. We are listener-supported, so please consider partnering with us by donating at craighuey.com or by signing up for our free newsletter. We look forward to being with you next week. And don't forget to share this podcast with others.